there and welcome back to Real Estate Renovators, the show designed to help real estate agents navigate through the proverbial shitstorm. My name's Jason Cunningham and there's a bit of excitement in the studio this morning, but before I introduce our special guest, a good friend of mine, let me go to the right, my co-host, none other than the Persian princess, MA Legal's very own, Rex Afra Siabi. How are you, Jace? I'm good, sir. How are you, young man? I've got a bit of concussion, but I'll be all right. Well, that's nothing new there. <laughs> <laughs> to my left, this country's number one recruiter, your favourite and mine. We know her as Kmart, Chanel Mackesee from Titanium Recruitment. G'day, Chanel. Hi, Jace. How are you? Very good. How are you? And why haven't we brought up your new nickname? Uh, what new nickname? Well, I don't we know. had a few. Big Bean Counter was one of them. <laughs> yeah. So count a lot. So yeah. So, I mean, I just wanted to, to, I guess, bring to everyone's attention that it's not just Kmart and Persian princess. We've also got Sir Countalot over here. Sir Countalot. Now, if I was here, for the kids playing at home, don't say Sir Countalot too quickly because you could get yourself in a bit of trouble. Now, we can never forget our favourite from Brisbane. We don't know if he's a real man or not, still. Uh, his name's Peter Quiller. G'day, Pete. How are you, sir? Hi, everyone. Hey, Jace. Thanks for the intro. Mate, very crisp haircut coming from you. Let me just say that. Always good to see you, Pete, and I can't wait till we can see you in person. Now, today's guest is a very good friend of mine, a client of our firm at The Practice, and is a bit of a rock star in the PM space. I've got to know her quite a bit over the last five or six years, and every time I bump into her, she's taking her business to the next level, and her name is Di Code. G'day, Di. How are Hi. you, my friend? Hey, good. How are you? Well, that was a bit of an awkward handshake. Yeah. <laughs> known each other for such a long time. So, Di, I yes. want to share with our audience um, some of the... Th and I know you're a person that doesn't like to be pumped up too much. No. But um, what you've got to share and how you run your business, I find really intriguing. Okay. And I've sort of challenged you over our journey as to how you're doing things. Yes. And you say, no, Jason, it's all about the process. It's all about the process. Why don't you share with us how you got into real estate, where your business is at, and yep. what's happening in your world? Yep. Uh, so getting into real estate was uh, by accident, actually. <laughs> it was uh, straight out of school, uh, TAFE, and um, got a job as a receptionist at a real estate office. So it was very much uh, back then, you know, it wasn't recruiters back then. It was um, the local paper. Yeah. And uh, there was ads in the paper. And yeah. so went to uh, went through the paper with my mum and went, oh, that's good, reception job. Yep, I think I'll go for that one. And um, got the job as receptionist and worked my way up, you know, sales secretary and worked in sales. And basically the eyes just popped with yeah. real estate. So yeah. it was just the excitement, the rush, the... Back then when I started in 98 was, you know, we were doing 20 auctions a weekend and, yeah. you know, setting up for 20 auctions and they were all selling over reserve and the excitement of it all, the rush, yeah. you know, you work seven days a week and just everything about it I loved. So, yeah, that's how we got, that's how I got into it. I just had a little feeling of nostalgia. I went to look at Chanel. Chanel doesn't know what a newspaper is. Because <laughs> Chanel, Chanel so in the old days, back when there was black and white TV, right? No, but you remember Rex, you know, you open the paper. <laughs> I'm not right? that old either. Newspapers get delivered by carrier pigeon back then? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, hang on, hang, hang on. on. Did you drive the milk cart as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two more Instagram pictures. <laughs> yeah. I'm not as old as him, don't you? Oh, <laughs> no, trust me, I know. I know. <laughs> Hang on, aren't I the one that's meant to give shit on everyone? No, no. I am. <laughs> no, but when you said about opening the newspaper yep. and then highlight, I remember I, well, I'm, okay, Pete, you and I are about the same vintage. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I remember opening the newspaper, sitting with my mum. That's yep. a really cool story. Yeah. And so, so you got a job as a receptionist, is yes, that right? Yes, and then went through to be sales secretary, um, office manager from there. Um, and then that was for three years with a franchise. So we opened the office basically um, in Carnegie. Uh -huh. So I was uh, behind the 
well, as the doors opened. I was mm. there as the receptionist um, and then worked my way through and um, as the business grew. So it was, um, like I said, 20 auctions a weekend. Uh, so it was pretty full on. And what, yeah. What gave you the impetus to jump into business yourself? Uh, opportunity. Yeah. So the opportunity came up to uh, to buy a rent roll. Yeah. So that was what it wasn't pre-planned. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't have a plan to do that. I was a department head for quite a quite a while, mm. um, and uh, the, the opportunity came up. And what, one of the, one of the things that Pete and I work on together with a lot of our clients is mm. Pete's really big to strategic planning. And yeah, uh, sorry, Pete. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, the, the plan I've seen from you has got a lot of circles and a few arrows. Yes. And shit, hopefully, I might make a yeah. hit. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, pretty much. And yeah. uh, but it's worked out pretty well. It's worked out well. So it's taken a lot of hard work, a mm-hmm. lot of hard work. So a lot of hours. A lot of weekends, not a lot of downtime, uh, in, as most real estate agents will tell you. There's not a lot of downtime. How long were you in with the real estate industry before you opened up your own business? So um, I've been around nearly 23 years and I bought the business eight years ago. So what's that, 15 years? 15 years. Yeah. And that's very noble because yeah. I think now the generation that we're in now is that they want to open their own businesses when they're 21. They've got yes. six months of experience, yes. bang, mm. they want to open their business. Yep. So just for our audience, I mean, 15 years yep. of working in the industry and working your way up to then open a successful business. Yes. You, you've got all that experience, that yes. backbone behind you, which yep. is huge yeah. in comparison to a lot of agencies now. Yes. And I worked for a lot of agencies in the meantime. So I got to see a lot of the way a lot, a lot of the different businesses run. Mm-hmm. So And your transition from, like you said, receptionist, sales mm-hmm. assistant, and then yep. property management, and then head of departments? Yeah. So head of like? department. Well, uh, BDM actually, I went. Oh, okay. I, I jumped straight into BDM. So because I'd worked in a sales department, I jumped straight to from sales to BDM, then to property management. Which mm. was as a, a BDM b- in property management, did yeah. you even know how to do the property no. management? Okay, no, but maybe the employer's watching. But no, <laughs> I didn't know. Um, <laughs> but I didn't know, and uh, I learnt. Uh, I'm a, I'm a learn on the job. But it, yep. uh, yeah, quick learner. Um, but I travelled a lot as well, so mm. I worked around Australia. So I, I did do my study. So I've got my full license um, down the east coast. So I've got Queensland, New South Wales, and Victoria, and I've got my agents rep in South Australia and WA. So I worked my way around. So I travelled a lot. So I got the out of Melbourne. Fifteen years was across across the, the country. Coast. Across yeah. the country. Yeah. So you've worked in businesses where you think that they've run them really well, mm-hmm. and then you've worked in businesses that have run them really poorly, and then you put these together and you've opened up your own business. What's an example of a really poorly run business that you've worked for? Uh, so really poorly would be too many properties lo- uh, loaded onto the one property manager. Yeah. Um, so having a property manager do end to end, like everything that um, from doing the advertising right through to you know your entry condition report to your, oh sorry, your leasing, your entry report, your handling of the clients to your vacates everything all the way through I found that was and you loaded them up with far too many properties and they're spread properties as well so, and, and spread properties. properties yeah so yep. your ideal office would be separating the rollout separating the PM role and having task-based, task-based is how I do it that's how I do it now there's a lot of controversy around task-based no, there is. But one of the things that I find intriguing about how you run your business and yep. we've had many conversations about where you're taking your business to the next level and you've got quite where an you've, where m- you've made me cry yeah well yeah. yes yeah. the tears will come out um that I was want to hear more about this no no what did you do I handed over no, the invoice no. <laughs> <laughs> that too yep no. No, I, one of the things that I like to do when I work with my clients is mm-hmm. I, I want to have a relationship with you and yep and I think the more honest and raw and authentic our relationship can be that's when the truth comes out and so we did have a few tears at times Rex but did you um, cry as well? 
Yeah, I'm often crying. Yeah. Um, but I want to get back to how you run your organisation. I know your team mm-hmm. make up a very important part of, 100%. Your bus- of your business. 100%. And we were talking about, you know, how many properties should each uh, property manager mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. And then you told me about the task base, mm-hmm. uh, how you run your organisation mm-hmm. that way via tasks. Yes. Can you share with us your insights into that and why you think that works? Yep. And also, I wouldn't mind touching on the role of your VA, whose name is Josh, Josh. but is also a girl. Yes, yeah, which correct. Is interesting. Yes, <laughs> code <laughs> real estate's diverse. Has he always yeah. been a girl. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. He's from another country, and it's, yeah. it's, that's it's just his English adopted name. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So let's get back to the task base. So tell me how that works. Yeah. So task based is. I looked at uh, ways that what we did well, what the what the team did well, what we didn't do well, um, and and what we basically drew up a, a mud map, if you like, of property management. What are our roles? What do we do every day? So we do arrears, and we do leasing, and we do this, and we do BDM, and you know you've got hundreds of tasks that you do for any one client. Um, and so what we did was I looked at uh, addressed it all, and then said to the team. What are your strengths? What do you like doing? What is it that are you good at? Mm. What do you enjoy? It's actually come down to what do you enjoy? Yeah. Um, and so I've got a property manager that works for me and she loves maintenance. And I, to be honest, I hate maintenance. Yeah. So I don't enjoy it. I don't mm. do it well because I don't enjoy it. And it's one thing I'll push to the side and say, oh, that can just, oh, I'll, mm. I'll deal with that. It gets mm. a bit, you know, ugh. Um, mm. But then I found someone that worked for me that loves it. Yeah. Gets a real kick out of, helping the client and solving a problem. So when you've got a water leak, where'd it come from? What happened? Everything. She goes through the minute details of how to fix this. Um, and then I enjoyed the leasing, the um, the talking to the clients, clearly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> clearly, I love talking. Um, but, and everybody tells me. But I loved that side of it. And mm. I, there was I just identified the roles that I loved doing and what I didn't like doing. Can and I, what the I, team loved doing and what they didn't like doing. After yeah. you came up. Yeah. Can I challenge you on this a little bit, Di? Yeah, absolutely. I have a lot of clients that actually switched from end-to-end portfolio management mm-hmm. to task-based. Uh, a lot of my larger clients, yep. so big, big portfolio management teams. Yes. And in theory, this process sounds great. Yes. have got one person doing each task. Yes. However, what they found was, with, particularly with large teams, is that their turnover was enormous because yes. one person doing arrears all day, one yes. person doing maintenance all day. Do yep. you think this model will work if you were to grow triple double your team, do you think that this is a sustainable model, the task-based model? I think it depends on your team and what they do. So like when you say just do arrears, obviously, you know, we don't just do just that. Like Deanne will do the maintenance, the lease renewals, the uh, routines. So there's there's quite a few tasks Mm. in that, Mm. but that's sort of, and we do cross over. I'm not saying that she just does that. We do cross over. So I consult with the maintenance as well. So I, the way that I run the team is I I know everything's going on. So I get copied into emails. So, but that's because I've got a small team. Small team, correct. So I'm not sure, to answer you honestly, I don't know if it would work with a bigger team. It works with my team Mm. and it works with a small team that I've got. So it works with them. Um, And I guess it, and I have actually worked in task-based as well. So I do get with your (coughs) clients, uh, you do have that. And um, I think it does actually come down to your people as well. So what they enjoy doing. And I think that sometimes you do, and I got to know them. And it's something where if you task-base it out, if they don't enjoy that task, they're not going to enjoy it, so you're going to have that turnover. Yeah. If they don't enjoy so what you're doing. It's about knowing your team. Yeah, if you're yeah. task-based, 
your landlord, your tenants, no mm -hmm. one, so they're dealing with multiple people that may not know the history. So how do you keep the internal communication? How do you keep the relationships going yep. when someone's just doing arrears or someone's just doing yep. the rentals? And yes. if I'm a landlord, I would have spoken to someone, then I'm yep. speaking to someone else, yep. someone else. And I think because it's a small team, it works well. And so I have brought new people into the team recently. So it was always just the two of us for mm. many years. Mm. Um, so I'm talking five years, just two of us. Um, and so that sort of worked because I was copied into every email. And I used to tell new business, new clients, if you don't get me, you'll get her. You don't yeah. get her, you'll get me. Yeah. And so clients liked that mm -hmm. because they knew that there was always one of us available. Mm. So it wasn't that they were talking to different people. It was more that we were both across the same job. So we probably doubled over a little. And, and let's be honest, your names are very similar. Deanne and Di, <laughs> yes. so you think you're talking to the same person. Yes. Hey, and we sound the same. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes it a bit hard. One of the things that Pete works on with... Um, a lot of these clients yes. Pete, uh, uses what we call the balance scorecard, which is your people, your processes, your customers, yes. and financials. And Pete's really big on the process system. Yes. You, what's that, Pete? What's that system that you? Trello. Trello. Can you talk to? Because Pete, I know you've had a bit of experience with that software. How, how do you see the the importance of ironing out your systems and processes so that it just becomes a regimented sort of behaviour, if you like? Yeah, and um, Jason, um, one of the things that happens in a lot of agencies, as Chanel just said, is that it fails. And why it fails is exactly not using things like Trello. So what Trello does is actually adds transparency and actually lets everyone on the team know where our actual process is. And, and where, where task-based fails is actually where it doesn't hand off to the next person and then that following person doesn't know where it picks up again. So in, in an efficiency point of view though, task-based, because you're doing one task, actually you get 30% more efficiency because people are doing one task and they're not chopping from one mindset to another. Yeah. So I'd sort of, you know, with you, Di, I'd advocate task-based just purely because you then can actually employ people to their strengths as you have, because where it actually fails is putting people in jobs that they don't enjoy. And, and that's why we have this epidemic of turnover of property management um, in, in, in the industry. Have you seen this epidemic in, in, in the industry? And, and do you know why it's happening? Like. 100%. We just can't keep property managers here. Yeah, 100% just overloading, uh, especially during the last 12 months. Yeah. We were completely overloaded. Property mm. managers across the board yeah. um, were completely, uh, I'm on a couple of Facebook groups with property manager communities um, and it's just just property managers in this group so, and uh, it's not overloaded. Task based, yep. how many properties should a property manager be managing? When I was managing departments that had portfolio based, um, it was around that 120, 130 was a good number to provide that level of service that you weren't then bleeding at the mm. other end. Mm. So I've worked for businesses where, you know, I was, I had, when I was a BDM, I was tasked with bringing on 20 properties a month, 25 properties a month, and then it went up to 30 properties a month. Mm. And I'd consistently bring in between 23 to 25 a month so as a really BDM. Good. And now tell me this, how do you go about bringing in? They had a sales team. Yeah. So they had a sales team that you would work off and also with you'd try and work on referrals. But at the same time, at that time, that business now is doing really well and I know they're doing really well. Mm. But at that time, they were bleeding as many as what they were bringing on because mm. they didn't have the processes and the, the staff were burning out. Mm. And, oh, so and, they were bringing you know, in new clients yep, and, and out the door them. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, So yeah. it was, um, that was at the time. But I know that business is now doing, I'm not going to name the business obviously, no. but I know that they're doing well now and they've grown and, you know, they're <clears> doing really well. 
well, and it's really good to see. Yeah. Well, um, one of the things about the property management uh, space that I understand is that there's a fair bit of the work that's done behind the scenes that's mm-hmm. actually just transactional. Yes. And I know you've had a lot of success now with mm-hmm. VAs and yep. with Josh and, yes. and all that sort of stuff. Can you tell us what that foray was like moving into the VA space and, and how you engage and utilize yep. someone from overseas and how yes. successful it's been for you. Not obviously, not just because uh, the labor cost is a lot lower, yes. but how it works and, and, and the benefits so you get from just that. So I, don't, I, don't, I wasn't aware of this, but yep. so you got a virtual assistant. Yes. For people that don't know what VA is. Yeah, VA, it yeah. Took me a while yep. to figure it out. Yeah. yeah it's because of the <laughs> um, That's not in Australia. No, correct. Mm. So they're... So I had admin people before yep. and I've managed admin people before mm. in, in Australia. And I found it just, it didn't work. And whether it was that I didn't have the time to train them because I'm busy running a business, mm. that I think there was, I had a couple of, like I've had green pe- green mm. people work for me before and it didn't, it just never worked because I just, and I think it was based on me. Mm. I didn't have the time to train them. So this person works for you full time? Uh, yeah, full time, 38 hours. Yep. Interesting. I actually yep. read a statistic the other day that in the next five years, the biggest drop in jobs will be administrators mm. because they're all going to be offshored mm-hmm. um, to the Philippines because yep. they're more oh. efficient. Yep. Um, they don't, you know, there's not high turnover. No. Um, for the, the wage that we pay them, for mm. them, is like a millionaire's wage, yes. basically, in the what Philippines. Yep. Wage of a virtual about, assistant. Uh, what do I pay? About two and a half thousand a month? Yeah, about 35000 a year. Yeah. Wow. And they work full time. And there's really good companies. So you want to try, uh, this is really important to know, you want to work with an ethical VA company yes. where they're actually provided with laptops and a really good workplace Which culture. Yeah. Mine um, has Taco Tuesday, Yoga Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, we're in conversations with one at the moment. Oh. They're sourcing us um, back-end recruiters. So yeah. they're all going to be recruiting for us virtually and doing all of our admin yeah. behind the scenes. So yes. we're paying less than what we'd pay for mm. an Australian Yep. worker, um, less headaches, and they just work. They're just yeah. work machines. It's yes. fantastic. But then again, it's going to cut a lot of jobs in Australia. Mm. So I don't know how much we should be promoting mm. this. But yeah. like for a business, cost effect, it's so well, cost yeah. effective. Well, but it's also that they're, um, like you said, they're efficient. Oh. Efficient. There's no sickies. No, I'm not finding that. No, they broke up with their boyfriends. So they're crying. Yeah. What, what about? <laughs> but then I, like my, my yeah, which you helped me find. I know. Yeah. Hi, Emily. My VA is amazing. <laughs> she does my dry cleaning, books, restaurants. Yes. Like she, yeah. I can't live without yes. it. Yes. No, I yep. can't do anything. Does she do any work-related stuff, Rex? Or that's work. <laughs> does, <laughs> does she book your dates? That's what I heard last time. Uh. <laughs> no wonder he's got concussion. <laughs> <laughs> So just getting back to the point yes. here, Di. So with Josh, who works mm-hmm. for you, did you uh, hire her directly or did you go through an intermediary? Went through an intermediate. Yeah. 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 So And also because they, she worked at a real estate company before, so she had prior training yeah. with um, with their company. So yeah. And they offered training with yeah. the package as well. So yeah. And it was more like I was saying when I had a staff member, I physically didn't have the time to train them up to where. So I, ha- I, well, I think my expectations up here yeah. and the staff I were getting were like here, mm. that sort of And they train range. them all as well. Yeah. They train them up. Yeah. So what you pay for a green entry-level mm. person, yep. say on average, what, Australian minimum award is what yes. 43,000 43 to 45,000 yeah. you get a fresh yep. out of school yes. basically yep. person whereas a VA they're actually trained in whatever industry you want to find mm. them in that's right um, and you give they're, they're provided with ongoing mm. training as ongoing well training. it's fantastic I, yes. I think also it depends on the person so for me when I engage with one of my team members I like to actually talk to them I like to see yeah. them I yes. like to show them on the job I am a person that doesn't have a 
very large attention span, as we know. And, uh, <laughs> no. and so uh, I wouldn't have the time to tap out an email yeah. and say, oh, this is what I want you to do. Yes. I just sort of walk over and say, hey, Emily, hey, Ali, hey, Georgia, this is what I want mm. you to do. So I think it depends on the person Correct. as well. Mm. I mean, I know. Yeah. And the business, what, and the business. Is what you need them for. Yes. That's right. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. during lockdown, I, I really struggled not being able to go and communicate with people and mm. Zooms and team meetings and all that sort of stuff. Mm. I lost my shit, right? Mm. Whereas some people, they, that's the lane that they swim in and they actually Correct. really enjoy yeah. it. And I know, I know mm. Di has, you know, I, I was hearing you before saying, I was CC'd on every email. Mm. For me, that is anxiety overload. Yeah. I, just, I just get too many emails. No, anyway. but that was good for me. For someone like me, that was yeah. good because I knew that everything was being done. I didn't have to question. I didn't have to sit there at night and go, did that? Did that? Uh, they get on I like to be CC'd on everything yeah. too. And I'm like, yeah. did they contact that client? Did I? Did I miss something? Yeah. No. I've seen everything. I've only now gotten to the point now where I've mm. gone, oh, take me out of it. I don't yeah. need to see everything because yeah. the team have been with me long enough that I've gone, oh, there's just, there is too many emails. I yeah. do that. I don't need to see every single maintenance yeah. and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. But what I did find was with my landlord clients because obviously I'd I'd bought the rent roll mm. and they were my <laughs> clients and they're the ones that I wanted to know they were being looked after mm. and serviced because mm. it's about the people Can as I well. So, yes, it's about processes, but it's about people. Rent it's, roll acquisition? Because I hear nah. <laughs> you didn't quite Next. go to plan. <laughs> <laughs> harrowing story because yeah. yeah. you've gone yes. through the what absolute rumour. So, so just so there's two people that know about it and everyone else doesn't. So share with us what happened. Yes. Um, so sure I bought a rent roll. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I bought a rent roll and the opportunity came up. You asked me before. Mm. The opportunity came up to buy this rent roll. Um, and you didn't and, use lawyers. And I didn't use lawyers. Mm. I used a template Wow. from a <laughs> trainer. I used a template. It was great. Um, from a lawyer. We had it run over by accountants. Not, not, uh, not us. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> not you, not you. I looked at you, but no, whoa, no, no, no. We came to you yeah, after yeah. other accountants. Yeah. No good. Yeah. Um, so I had it looked over by people, uh, but not lawyers. Mm. So if you're buying a rent roll, anybody, please have it looked over by a lawyer <laughs> um, after what I've been through. Yeah. So it's um, it was something where I opportunity came up. I'd left one job and um, walked around the corner, put an offer in. To buy. I knew this person wanted to sell mm. the rent roll, mm. uh, put an offer in, we pulled it together over about six months or mm. so. Um, and it was it was horrendous. Mm. The process was horrendous. So I basically just went in at the ground and I had to learn the clients and, and it was already not being managed well. So yeah. a lot of clients already on the edge, ready to go out the door because it wasn't being managed. Mm. They were overloaded similar to the question you asked me before, was they were overloaded with too mm. many properties mm. and not enough support from the director, from mm. the sales director. Yeah. So the, the, the director of the business didn't have any um, didn't have any experience in property management. He just had the, the team run it. Mm. Sorry, yep, yeah, Pete, sorry. Hey, Joey, um, you, you speak about, you know, the fact that it was poorly run. Yes. And you come in as a professional mm -hmm. PM and solution. Mm -hmm. Was that somewhat of a positive for landlords? Was that like at the end yep. of the day, do you look like this, you know, the, the Yes. Yeah. Um, because they went, oh, actually, you know what you're talking about. You know how to talk, how to talk to us. Mm. It was about, how, you know how to talk to us. It wasn't about, yes, we talk about processes and things like that. I'm doing that more now. Yeah. But when I was coming into a rent roll that was being badly run with inexperienced staff that mm. didn't have the support, wasn't their fault. It, they didn't have the support or yeah. the training. But did they have the condition reports and bond authorities and all the? I went through and did an audit of it all, and I found After acquisition? you didn't know. Yeah. Oh. No, yeah. no. Well, no bit a bit of both. Bit of both. Yeah, didn't do the due diligence as well as I should have. Yeah. Um, I look back now and go, oh, wow. 
But, How do we get through that? But yeah, then but, what oh, happened, but that put you in, it, it puts you in good stead for the next acquisitions that you've made. Yes, yeah. exactly. It did. It, yeah. Oh, yes. I yeah. learned what not to do. Yeah. I was the queen of what not to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was the queen of... Uh, yeah, but it's worse than that. It wasn't just yeah. that from what you told us earlier. Yeah. No, I happened? know. Yeah. Well, and then what happened was I wasn't aware at the time of the acquisition that my, the rent roll, other people had the rent roll, a copy of the rent roll and the clients. Oh, that's so always fun. So I didn't fun. know that. So ex-staff had a copy of the rent roll. Mm-hmm. So um, an ex-staff that had a beef with the person that I bought the business from, so they actually had a beef with him, mm. um, ended up affecting me. Um, what, but did they take clients? They took clients. So How they, many? 60. Ouch. And how many did you buy? 180. Oh, that's so a yummy third. feeling. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was that was tough. That yeah. was that when I say horrendous, that's how it was horrendous. And there was no retentions. No. Or- no, no retention, no clawback. So basically, or... the no, nothing. Um, well, the, the the employee that had the rent roll had already left. Mm. But what we would always recommend our clients to do is yes. not just the retention, yep. stuff, but a restraint of trade by key people in yeah. them. Yes, the, but the I did company. exactly, yeah. and I would highly recommend that to anybody now buying a rent roll. But I I didn't know at the time. I'd run I'd run rent rolls and I'd run divisions and everything. But this was a whole new aspect to do it. Do I, do I, I, I've got to say this. Sorry, One I'm, of the yeah. One of the most endearing qualities that you bring is your authenticity yes. and your ability to share that yep. with uh, people that are listening. A lot yep. of people wouldn't have the courage to share that. A yep. lot of us don't have the balls to say, hey, I fucked this up. Yes. Uh, but you stand here with conviction and say, I bought 180 um, uh, uh, mm-hmm. properties. properties. <laughs> that was one of the hardest words I've had to say. So you, so you bought 180 properties yep. under management yes. and in a short time, 60 of them went away to someone else. Yep. The 120 that were left, the integrity of that database wasn't there. Um, it, it was like a... Scrambling. A, yeah. Scram- I was scrambling. Uh, so I spent... A good three years scrambling yeah. um, because management, there was a, a lump of them that went and then there was a few more and a few more and a few more. And I was, guys, what are you doing? You're mm. going to send me broke. Like, yeah. gonna, What do you get out of sending me bankrupt? Like, what, Did you what speak do you, to them? Yeah, yeah, I spoke to the, the BDM. Yeah. And I, what do you get out of sending me bankrupt? Your beef is not with me. Yeah. It's with the person that I bought it from. It's not with me. Like, what, what do you get out of this? What joy do you get out of sending me bankrupt? Nothing. Yeah. There's no joy in that. I'm sorry. I, I, if you get joy out of that, great. But I don't get any joy yeah. out no. of that. Out of sending somebody else bankrupt, it doesn't yeah. happen. And yeah. I've owned it a month. And yeah. then I had other agents bagging me out. I had other agents mm. approach me to go a month in. Oh, oh well, I'll buy your rent roll then because mm. they wouldn't. They wouldn't sign the commercial lease of the mm. office over to me. Mm. So then, because of that, so they, it wasn't even conditional lease transfer. No, nothing. Oh. They he mm. wouldn't sign it over. No one signed it over to me. And then they went in. Oh, oh we'll buy the rent roll from you. I went, I'm sorry, do you think I'm stupid? Yeah. Like I, I said, I felt a bit stupid at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. There was a few stupid things that had happened. Yeah. But I said, do you think I'm stupid? You've gone from this business, as in this brand name, mm. to me as a brand name, to another brand name in a month. What do you think? And I would write a claw back in. Yeah. I'd learned my lesson by yeah, that point. Yeah. And I said, as if I'm going to do that and lose more clients yeah. because I don't want to go through another change, yeah, that's right. another rebranding, if you like. Pete, have you seen this often? I know you do a lot of transactions in this space and helping agents buy rent rolls. Have you seen these sort of things happen before? This, this discussion today is unfortunately very, very common. And, and it's for those things that Rex t- touched on is that in most transactions that we see that go wrong, it's because they don't have the right legal protections in place. So yeah, I, I think, you know, Di, you probably, you know, next transaction you've done, you've obviously had the right documentation in place. Yes. But I think also what we need to learn from this and anyone watching this is that as a buyer, 
these things are things that sellers should be getting ready right from the stage of building their business. And, and you know, the things that you talk about that weren't there, die. I bet you got in place now. And when you come to retire, the person buying your rent, you know, will have the right documentation. Did you, can I ask, Di, did you just not know to do all these things yeah, prior? Know. You just didn't know. No, it didn't wasn't know. that you went through the wrong people, you just didn't, no, know. didn't know. Yeah, okay. But, but wouldn't it be good if we lived in a world where everyone behaved ethically and had integrity yes. and just didn't want to rip people off? I you mean, I, without disrespect to your industry, well, I mean, we'd all prefer not to go legal. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. one of the reasons mm. that I uh, use MA Legal and have Rex on my side is mm. really, I don't want to have to, we don't ever want to go to court, but no, we want to no. make sure that the contract we put in place is airtight and scares the other person enough mm. not to do the yeah. wrong thing. Mm. Mm. But wouldn't it be good if everyone, you know, picked up one of those Ten Commandments and without getting all too religious on you, but wouldn't it be nice to just do unto mm. others as you yeah. would like them do yeah. unto well, you? Well, speaking but, yeah. of doing one to others, Di, you mentioned the impact Jason's had on your business now, yes. you know, using his, his company and, yes. and him as a business coach. How did yes. that sort of transform your business? Because you mentioned Jason set goals for you mm -hmm. that you were like, no chance. Not and then you mentioned to me before Jason arrived, we were talking about you, Mr. Yeah. Reddy, as a Bernie. Yeah. Well, because um, normally you say nasty things. I about know, you <laughs> <laughs> lady. Um, can you talk me through what impact Jason and the practice have had on your business? Amazing. Amazing. Like the practice were, uh, it was like a... I don't even know how to say it without getting emotional. It was, it was oh, like yeah. a bright light. Like yeah. it was just a, a bright light where I felt like I'd been used and abused. Like it was just people saw opportunity in me mm. and saw that, oh, she's just a dumb girl. She's just a dumb girl on her own. And mm. people bagged me out. Like I, It got back to me through my clients mm. about the mm. other agents. So they were my, yeah, other agents are our competitors. But at the end of the day, they were nasty. They mm. were nasty. And it yeah. was just, um, and I had, I had, Unfortunately, I had accountants take advantage of me. Mm. I had other people take advantage and they, they would send me invoices to invoice for not doing any work. Mm. And then I actually, um, how I met Jace was in a body corporate mm. uh, seminar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you were talking at a body corporate seminar and I actually, and I, I'd met my husband. In this whole um, thing, I met my husband when I was going through this mess as well. So. Yeah. The poor bugger stayed around. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, if they accept you at your worst, yeah, that's exactly, what they say. Exactly, exactly. So, um, but it was something that uh, I had a lot of people, and 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 actually, to take a step back, I trusted the wrong people. Mm. So it wasn't even that I sort of did know about retention clauses and things like that. But I'll actually also elaborate on that a little bit. Was I bought the rent roll for cheaper than what it was worth? Mm -hmm. So I knew that as well that I bought it for cheaper than what it was worth and what it was valued at. So there was also that was why we didn't put the retention in. But also the person I bought it from, I knew there was going to be no clawback. There was yeah. no money there. There yeah. was no. I was. But retention should work. You don't pay them. You, you no. keep it in a trust account at yes. settlement for yep. a period of time. The yes. retention period. I, what I, you should also I know do, that now. Sorry, yeah. um, <laughs> is get their key employees yes. to sign a separate restraint deed, yes. so they can't go do anything. Yes. And if they do, you sue them. Yep. And in that, yep. you put the multiple you purchased it from. Yep. So if you so to, if mm. someone breaches a restraint, you're going to prove what the damage is. Yes, of course. If it's an agreed damages clause incorporate into that deed, mm -hmm. you, can, you know what you're going to sue them for. It yeah. makes your job so And Rex, yes. I, I've yep. got to say, this is a really important point, right? And mm. most of us, so what, what Di has done, she's bought from somebody else knowing that that person is not going to rip her. She wasn't aware that she needed to protect herself from the employees of that person. No, and as the employee. Yeah. Yeah. At yeah. any one time, we do a bit of work for real estate agents, yes. at any one time we've got about five plus yep. cases wow. against agents yeah. who have left their their employers yep. and post rent rolls and that's or sad. sales Sorry, that or sad. employees yeah. or set up a 
competing business. Yeah. Very common. Yeah. It's so common. So common. It's so common and it's so sad. Like I yeah. say, it actually is sad. It, it's that's disheartening yeah. that, that that you say you got five cases at, at any one at time. Any one time. Yeah. That's that's really disheartening. Hey, Di, I want to I want to have a little bit of a positive note and thank you for being so authentic and sharing. Yeah, yeah. You are a beautiful person, yes. you know. And you and I both got a little bit emotional. Yeah. Uh, I got emotional because Chanel was being nice to me, which is yeah. that's a, that's a new thing for me. But I, I want to take uh, uh, share with our. Uh, our viewers, uh, the journey that you've taken yes. uh, and the conversations we had around your pricing structure. Yep. Uh, and remember back in the early days when I was saying the small, medium and large, and you know, if you're going to provide a premium service, then charge a premium price. Yes. So yep. you, you had that offering where it was the uh, base rate for just the bare bones of yep. it when you just did a transaction. And then that the next level and the next level where you did everything for your customer. Yep. Talk to us about how successful that was, but then how you took it to the next level with the Airbnb stuff. Yes, yeah. Airbnb has been very interesting. So doing the short stay managements. Mm. Um, Sorry, can I interrupt? So yeah. you have a short stay. I do. So Part of the business your... as well. I do everything. Yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. I, I basically... For your landlords. Yes, yeah. Okay. So I do. So I'm not a standard um, now. I'm not a, um, what do you call a... Run of the mill, um, gen generalized real estate mm. office. Mm. Like, yes, my name of the real estate is my code real estate, mm. but um, it's not. I do the way I've structured my business in the background now, because mm. I spent three years scrambling. Yeah. So, what I was saying before was I was scrambling to keep the clients yeah. at that point. And then there was no way I could grow. And I, I, Ended up getting a mentor before I met uh, before I met you. Had mm. a, men a mentor that does rent roll growth, and she was very good with my mindset mm. and worked on my mindset as to what was my blockages and why mm. wasn't I growing. And it was because I was scrambling to keep the business and yeah. not go bankrupt and everything. Mm. So I had the I had an office. I had the staff. Got rid of the office. Got rid of the staff. Moved home five years ago. So five years ago, I started working from home. My competitors said, "Silly girl." You know, mm. she can't do it. You need an office. You need a shop front to run a real estate office. And I went, okay, you watch me. Yeah. Like, you watch me do this. And it was that determination and that's what drove me. So, actually, I didn't answer your question properly before, mm. was what drives me is proving other people wrong. Yeah. It's helping people but also proving other people wrong when they say that's that I challenge. can't do something. It's yeah. a challenge. They say I watch can't me. do something, <laughs> you watch me. Yeah. You watch me do that. Uh, I bet you and, can't do 100 push-ups. You watch me. <laughs> so, but it's something that it's it's you watch me do that because yeah. you've said I can't do it. I'm going to do, do that. Do you think I, as a female in real estate, people almost expected or wanted you to fail? Back then, yes. Um, back then, no, now not so much. Mm. I wouldn't say now. Um, and I don't generally do the, the, the differential, like the male-female, but mm. back then, yes, because my competitors were, there was a lot of uh, bigger directors, like male directors, mm. that mm. wanted to see me. You know, oh, she's a young girl coming in. She can't do it. She can't come back. She's not in the area as long as we've been here. We've yeah. been here 30 years. Yeah. We've got the market share. We're good. She can't compete. Yeah. Um, and so there was, a, there was an element of that. Yeah. Um, and I was getting that filtered back through my clients. Mm. So it wasn't getting filtered to me. It was mm. filtered back through the oh, clients. Oh, so they were trying to poach your clients, Yes. Yeah, yeah. so um, and it was something where back then, yes, I'd hundred percent that mm. they wanted to see me fail. Fail, yeah, um, because I didn't have the market share. I wasn't as established as mm. what they were. It was very old school mm. in yeah. the area that I was in. Um, so what was so that, Pete? What was that, mate? Di, can we just reverse back to that Airbnb um, conversation you were having before? Yes. Um, yeah, a lot of people say, oh, they stick to resi or they stick to commercial. Why did you diversify from an income point of view? What was your strategy around diversifying to Airbnb? Go back to what I said before, there was no strategy. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it happened. Um, <laughs> Your honesty is just so warming. <laughs> um, there really wasn't a strategy. Um, it was one of my clients said to me, hey, Di, do you do Airbnb? I want to switch my property um, over to Airbnb. Would you look after it? So Di, so Di is, is it maybe not so much that you didn't have a plan, but do you have a people-focused or client-focused business and that you meet the demands of your customers? Like, so... That, that, that I, I think, is needs celebration in the fact that you actually listen to your customers where a lot of businesses don't. Yep. Yes, exactly. Mm. And, and, and like saying before, yes, I'm process driven. We're task based to a, to a point, you know, uh, we do all that. But also at the same time, it's very much dependent on the people that we look after. Yeah. And I've doubled the business in the last 12 months based on all referrals. So no marketing. I don't even have a website at the moment. Sorry, mm. I don't have a website. Yeah. So I'm not a flashy agent like yeah. I think we said before. You know, you probably you said, said you want to stay off key. You don't want to mm. be in the spotlight. Mm. You want to be behind the set. Why yeah. is that? I just don't feel that I'm a flashy, I'm the girl from Danny Nong. And your business is all referral. I'm the dandy girl. I'm the not the flashy. I want to help people. Yeah. So the goal of my, my goal is to help. It's, yeah. you know, if, if a client wants my help, I'm there to help. I, mm. you know, you told me off, uh, I think the start of this year, I was doing Airbnb cleaning. So I was out there cleaning, changing beds oh, and doing yourself. stuff. I was doing it myself because I couldn't find reliable cleaners. So I was out there changing beds. My laundry was full of Airbnb linen. Wow. And I'm the director of an agency mm. who's doing quite well. Mm. But I went, but my client needs, they need the beds changed. Mm. So I've got to go and do that. I've yeah. got to go and drive and do that because that's what the client wants of me. Mm. And they're expecting that service from me. So I went out there and did it. And I so, think that's one of the reasons why you're such a great boss and a great leader, mm. because you don't expect your team to do anything that you wouldn't do. No, 100% not. Every no. now and then I do have to pull you up and say, hey, Di, I don't think you're getting a heap of value by washing those sheets. No. You can find a cleaning laundry service. Yeah. That might be able to do it just as good. Yeah. Who would have known, you know? Um, but I, I think the other thing that, that, that epitomizes the way you behave is you very much learn on the job, you know? Yes. And I remember when Di was having this conversation about about the Airbnb and what she did with her client, she goes, oh, she goes, I'm an expert in it now. I go, how many Airbnb properties have you got? She goes, I got one, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then from one, it went to five, went to 10, and then we're talking about my property in the city. Yeah. She goes, Jay, what we- Why the, haven't you done it? Why haven't you done it? Yeah. And she goes, and, and the benefit that exists, you know when there's that whole win-win piece, you know, I, yeah. uh, when the customer wins, and you win because what happens is what die charges is a lot more than yes. the eight and a half percent or whatever. Yep. You, what do you charge? 14, 15 percent? I can imagine now, particularly post COVID, the inner yes. city market, Airbnb yep. is going to be bananas and you're already a step ahead because yes. it's hard to lease out the properties in the inner city. Definitely. You're going to be Airbnb them, making a bloody fortune. Yeah. So I chopped mm. and changed. So the beauty of having me doing, and what I said to clients as I were coming on, the beauty of it was we I could chop and change it from short term to long term to short term to yeah. long term as the need arises arose. Mm. So what happened with COVID is like Airbnb died. That was it. There was yeah. no Airbnb. We couldn't travel. We couldn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened was there was no no demand for mm. it. So then I said to the clients, let's put it across to long term for yeah. three or six months yeah. and then we'll go back. When when the COVID is over or, mm. you know, nearing an end and Airbnb mm. starts to pick up, people can travel, mm. then we'll flick it back to Airbnb again. Mm. So mm. it's you're still generating that income for your clients. But again, it comes back to the clients. Yeah. It's for the clients. It yeah. wasn't about mm. wasn't about me. 
it was about them and what they wanted at the service they wanted from me. Yeah. So again, it's not like, I'm not like a lot of other agents. It's not about me. Yeah. A lot of agents are out there, and I'm not naming names. There's a lot of agents that go, it's about me. Look yeah. at me. Look at me. Look at the flashy car. I think look that's at me. A difference. Yeah. You're we've, actually we've had driven. some of them on the show. But it's like you care. I mean, money's always yes. a reward for, for oh, hard work, 100%. but you, you, you're driven to this industry because you're genuinely, which is. Mm. Trust me, I deal with them all day, every day. There are very, very, very minimal mm. property managers or property manager, yep. more so property managers and business yes. owners that genuinely love yes. love what they do yeah. and care about what they do. Yep. Um, and you can see that yeah. in everything that you say from the moment you walked in here to, yes. to being on here, mm. it's yeah. all about the client. I think Absolutely. that's very, 100%. very noble and very rare yes. as well. And, and all of our business now, our growth and everything is based on the clients referring us mm. again. So like I said, I don't have a website. Yes, I'm getting into social media, mm. but I don't have a social media presence. Mm. Um, but I picked up three managements just yesterday, yeah. all referrals. Yeah. So it was something like, oh, oh such and such referred you here. Mm. Oh, okay, great. Yep, yeah. thanks. Yep. Bang, bang, bang. It's signed up. By yeah. the end of the day, we've signed them up and I, we've taken it over from another agency. I think it's pretty easy to see, uh, Di, you know, uh, one of your most endearing qualities is your authenticity. Yeah. And I think, and I, this is why I'm so keen to get Di to come on our show. I mean, Di is who she is. I'm a girl from Bandy. Right? <laughs> she shared with us some amazing things that, hey, I bought a business and I fucked up. I lost a third of my rent roll in a month and I was scrambling mm. for three years. I didn't know what I was going to do. Then she tells us the story about, I'm not going to have a physical bricks and mortar presence. I'm going to go out and work from home. Mm. All the while, while she met her husband, Wayne, who was thinking, shit, what have I done here? Mm. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and like all couples, you know, they've been through various different challenges. But we're, and this is not about a marriage counselling session, although, Rex, I've had a few of them with you. <laughs> <laughs> but where Di has Wrong come... Wrong person talking about that. <laughs> yeah, correct. Uh, where Di has come from and where she is now and just so authentic and so humble... Um, and what we missed is that she's doubled her business in 12 months. Now, she didn't double it from having five properties under management to 10. She's doubled it significantly mm. uh, without a website, without a social media strategy, all because she cares. And at the centerpiece of what she does is the customer. Oh, I can make a Well, it's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> now, before we finish up, I mean, I think it's also uh, enjoyable how you've shared with us the learnings around the Airbnb piece and how yeah. you've picked up your, you know, your, we, we call it main three funds under management from 8, 8% to 15 mm. and a lot of amazing. I think that's mm. outstanding and a great mm. way to grow your revenue. Yeah. But before we finish up, our friend from Brisbane yes. has got, uh, we've got a little famous segment. Everyone, uh, we get a lot of emails about it. Pete's cheat sheet. Over to you, Big Petey. Thank you, Jason. So for this episode, it's all been about new business. So what we've put together is a resource around new business focusing on prospecting. It's going to be available on realestaterenovators.com.au to download. We hope you really enjoy it. And thank you for all the feedback for the cheat sheet. We've been trying to work through what you've requested. Keep on sending those requests through. Uh, we love the feedback and we'll definitely, definitely try to bring more resources to you every episode. Oh, thanks, Pete. Now, thanks. I can't wait until uh, we actually get to meet Pete. I want to know. I met him. I was there last month. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, no, you did meet him. I just still don't know if he's a real person. Uh, Di he's, Car- real. He's, he's real. He's yeah. real. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Di Cage, you've been a star. Thank, Thank you, you so much for thanks sharing. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Di. Uh, thanks for having me. And Chanel, it's always a pleasure to see you, though. Always a pleasure. Thanks, see you next guys. week, guys.